Hello, everybody, and welcome to the True Fans Podcast with me, Kieran Goodins. I hope that you're all well. I have to start this podcast, actually, with an apology. I've got to start this podcast with an apology because we are not going to be talking anything about the Super Bowl today. So sorry for the American fans who are probably thinking... When will they talk about uh, the Super Bowl? We're not going to in this podcast. My name is Kieran Goodins. I hope that you've uh, in, had a nice but safe week. And it's definitely really nice to be uh, doing another podcast because we have the return of a fan favourite. Sam Cattell is back with us. Sam, how are you? Mate, we're so glad to have you back. I'm good. It's good to be back, mate. Looking forward to this one today. Exactly. And of course, we have uh, everybody's favourite West Ham fan, because he's the only West Ham fan we actually allow on here. It's Gary Best. Gary, how are you? I'm all right, Karen. How about you? Yes, yes. Good, mate. Good, mate. So much to get uh, into today. It's definitely been a very eventful last uh couple of uh, games and the league is nobody can predict the league at the moment that's definitely uh, something that we can't uh, predict but we are going to start today with the fixtures we're going to start with uh, the predictions for the FA Cup and Premier League match day 24 Obviously, if you guys don't know how this works, we, we pick a game, we all predict our scores. Then the scores will be put onto the Kiss My Score app where we have our own True Family Podcast League. So make sure you go over there as well and also go onto our new Instagram account called the True Fans Podcast as well. So you guys can get all the details for that league. We do start with the FA Cup matches though to today. The rest, uh, four games tomorrow and four two on Tuesday on Tuesday on Thursday I do apologize so we start with an, with a, a clash where we saw a lot of uh, matches in the Premier League between these two teams but one of them got relegated last season that is Burnley versus Bournemouth the first game of the fifth round of the FA Cup Sam how do you think this one's going to play out uh, I think I think that the Premier League team will win this I'll, I'll go with Mark. I'll go with three no win Shush. Okay, I I think I think Bournemouth have got a good chance because I mean Bournemouth are up there. I don't think they should have been relegated. So I'm going to go with a two 0 Bournemouth. Gary Burnley Bournemouth. Who who have you got? Uh, I'm going to go for Burnley, and I think it's going to be one nil. One nil Burnley. Okay. Um, another game that I know Gary is going to be watching like an eagle in this game is Manchester United versus West Ham. Manchester United have been on some consistent form and it pains me to go against um, West Ham and four Man United as a Liverpool fan, but I think they're going to get the win here. I'm going to go with a 2-1 win for Man U. Uh, Sam, we'll go back to you first. So I think West Ham have been playing well recently. United obviously losing to, well, not losing, but effectively losing two points against Everton. I'll go 2-1 West Ham. Okay, all right. It's all tied up. I think a lot of people can predict who's going to win the game, but what's the score, Gary? It's going to be West Ham. I think it's going to be 1-0 West Ham. 1-0 West Ham. Okay. Uh, Moving into tomorrow's games and Swansea, a team that we have seen in the Premier League uh, for a couple of seasons. They take on Man City and I can't see Swansea be winning this one even though it's the FA Cup Pep Guardiola is going to put his strongest team out and I could see a 3-0 Manchester City victory we go over to Gary Best to start off this one I'm going to go Man City 4-0 4-0 and Sam I'll go 2-1 Man City 
2-1 Man City. You do think Swansea's going to get a goal in that one. We, we spoke about the game that Gary's going to be eagle-eyed watching. Sam is going to do the same with this game as Leicester host Brighton. And, mate, I think Leicester City have got a fantastic chance to win the FA Cup this season if they continue their incredible form. So, w- with that being said, I'm going to go for a 2-1 Leicester win. Sam? Uh, I'll go 2-0 Leicester. And Gary, you're going to make it a full house for Leicester. Two uh, 0 Leicester. Indeed, he does. Sheffield United currently sitting bottom of the Premier League, but they are having a pretty good run in the FA Cup. They they take on Bristol City, who had a great chance to go to the finals of the EFL Cup. And uh, we'll let Gary go first with this one. Oh, Sheffield United two 0 Sheffield United 2-0. Okay, uh, Sam? I'll go Sheffield United 1-0. Well, I'm going to give you an upset here, boys. I, I, I honestly think that Sheffield United are playing a little bit like a championship team. Bristol City could be a team that we'll see in the Premier League next season. And I could see an upset here. I'm going to go with a respectable 1-0 for Bristol City. Uh, another Premier League clash then. Everton versus Tottenham. Tottenham need to get back... Um, to winning ways and restore a little bit of that reputation. Everton are looking strong, though. I think Tottenham are going to win 2-1 with both goals coming from the main man, Harry Kane. Uh, Sam, Sam, you don't have to give us score predi- scorer predictions, but please do tell us what you think the final result will be. I'll, I'll go 3-1 Tottenham. 3-1 Tottenham. And Gary? I'm going to go 2-1. Two 2-1, two okay, sharing of the points. But what about... Uh, after extra time or do you think it might go to a penalty shootout I think it'll go penalty shootout and the win will go to Everton Everton okay I had to keep asking you the questions there because we do we do need to know Uh, another Premier League clash that starts off Thursday's games Wolves versus Southampton I could see Southampton being a team that can challenge for the FA Cup this season they've been in high form I'm going to go with a one all but I think Southampton is going to clinch it in extra time 2-1. Gary? I'm going to go 2-1 Southampton. 2-1 Southampton. And Sam? I'll go 3-1 Southampton. 3-1 Southampton. And then finally, Barnsley host Chelsea. Chelsea looking to potentially get some silverware despite a very fairly average performance in the Premier League this season. I think Chelsea have got to be winners here. I'm going to go 3-0 Chelsea. Sam, go on. Uh, I'll go 2-0 Barnsley. Wow. Wow. Explain that because I've just said about Chelsea having a really average season. Do you think that might continue in the FA Cup? Uh, I I, I think the way Chelsea have been forming this year, I think they've not been at the best. And if anyone's... I think if any of the teams are going to get upset this season, I could see it happening to Chelsea. For me, biggest... Shocker of these FA Cup fifth round predictions. Gary, are you going to be in agreement with myself or Sam? I'm going to be in agreement with Sam. I'm going to go also 2-0 to Barnsley. Wow, wow. Okay, remains to be seen. I don't mind getting uh, proven wrong, especially with the FA Cup. I'd like to see a bit of an underdog team win it. Moving into the Premier League then, match day 24 of 38, as there are some big, big games in this one. And we are now going in with this big Saturday early kickoff. Leicester, Sam's team versus Liverpool, which is my team. 
I'm going to go last with this one and going to put somebody that's uh, in the middle of this. Gary Best, what are you predicting? Oh, great. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go 2-1 Liverpool. 2-1 Liverpool. Okay, Sam? Um, 3-1 Leicester. I'm going to go with a 2-0 Leicester. 2-0 left. I predicted no. If you listen to the podcast with the reverse fixture, I said Leicester was going to win and we, we beat them 3-0, but we were an entirely different team. Leicester have been strong. Leicester have proven strong. Liverpool, I you, you'll hear it here first. I don't think Liverpool will win the league this year. There is absolutely no way we're going to win the league this year. And I think we've been derailed. And the fact that it's at the King Power as well, you know, it's going to prove very, very difficult for Jurgen Klopp's men. That's the only time I'll go against them, but you've got to be a little bit more realistic. Crystal Palace versus Burnley kick off the uh, three o'clock games. And I could see Crystal Palace getting some points here. I'm going to go with a 2-1 Palace, Sam. I'll go, I'll go 1-0 Palace. 1-0 Palace. And Gary? 1-0. One all okay, and the late kickoff on Saturday, traditional top six teams uh, taking on each other. Man City versus Tottenham, and I think Man City are looking strong at the moment. I'm going to go with a two nil Man City, Gary. I'm going to go for a two one Man City. Two one Man City, and Sam. Finally, I'll go two nil Man City. Man City. Okay, Brighton take on Aston Villa. Aston Villa have really, really impressed me this season. One, one of the few teams that have really uh, lifted their spirits. The other one being West Ham, which we'll get into in a minute. And I could see Aston Villa taking all three points. I'm going to go with a two, two-one Aston Villa win. Sam, uh, I'll also go two-one Aston Villa. And Gary, I'm going to go one in Aston Villa. Okay, okay. All, all three of us predicting an Aston Villa win. Southampton versus Wolves. Interesting that this game is happening on Sunday and we're going to have them take on each other in the FA Cup fifth round um, this week. And I think Southampton are looking, looking strong and I'm going to go with the exact same result that Wolves are, Southampton are going to pick up a 2-1 victory over Wolves. Sam? I'll go, I'll go opposite to what I said in the FA Cup believe I'm going to go 1-0. Okay, and Gary? Yeah, I'm going to go 1-0 too. 1-0 Okay. Uh, Manchester United go to West Brom. West Brom struggling. Manchester United trying to close the gap against their rivals at the top. I hate to uh, be positive towards Man United, but you've got to be realistic in these score predictions. I'm going to go with a 3-0 Manchester United win. Gary? I'm going to go West Brom 1-0. Massive, massive predictions there from Gary. We always say that Sam um, goes with the big scores. Gary going for the underdogs in many occasions of these score predictions. Sam? I'm going to go 2-1 West Brom. 2-1 West Brom. Wow. None of you having faith in Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's many and me, the Liverpool fan, does. Uh, Arsenal versus Leeds. This is going to be an interesting game. Arsenal need to get back to winning ways. And Thomas Partey now has been announced he's going to be missing that game. Mad. Absolutely crazy what's happening at Arsenal at the moment. Uh, and I think Leeds are going to get the win. I'm going to go with a 2-0 Leeds win. Gary? I'm going to go 1-0 Leeds. 1-0 Leeds. And Sam? I'll go 3-1 Leeds. 
3-1 leads. Okay. Everton host Fulham in the late game on Sunday. And even though Fulham have got a little bit better over the past couple of weeks, I know Sam is probably getting very angry at me right now. He's not a big fan of Fulham. Uh, Everton, I think, is going to get all three points. 2-0 Everton for me. Sam? Uh, I'll go 1-0. Okay, okay. Putting a little bit more faith in Fulham at the start of the season, you didn't at all. Uh, Gary? I'm going to go with a big upset. 1-0 Fulham. 1-0 Fulham, okay. Gary, well, you've been providing upsets after upset for score predictions, but let me know what you think of this next game as your team, the Irons, take on Sheffield United. I'm going to go 2-1 West Ham. Okay. Sam? I'll go 3-0 West Ham. Okay, I'm going to go with a 1-0 Sheffield United. 1-0 Sheffield United there. And then the final game of this weekend as Chelsea hosts Newcastle. Newcastle have been struggling a lot to that relegation spot. Uh, But I still think, I've got to be realistic, Chelsea are going to be winning the game 2-0. Sam? Uh, I'll go 2-1 Chelsea. And finally, Mr. Best. 1-0 Newcastle. 1-0 Newcastle. (laughs) Okay. So, um, obviously, over the past couple of weeks, there has been controversial decision after controversial decisions. And the main people, the main villains of football, realistically, at the moment is referees, not VAR, referees. There's been so many incidences over the past season that what we're going to do is we're going to be referees of our own. I picked out five massive incidences over the course of the season. Then we'll be putting them in different brackets. What we think should happen, that this could get, as a debate, this could get fiery, especially as some of these games contain our favourite teams and players. So we We'll be doing yellow cards and red cards, so big decisions there, but also disallowed goals. Five main ones, I will reveal them one after the other to you guys, and then we'll see what happens with them before we end up with a nice, enjoyable quiz for to to end this podcast. So the five big decisions here we'll be talking about. The first one here is something that happened very early in the season, which was, Jordan Pickford's challenge on Virgil van Dijk. So this is a debate. We'll obviously let everybody say their piece. We'll let people share their opinion, but of course we can question it as well, depending on agreement or disagreement. So Virgil van Dijk was obviously injured in the Merseyside derby uh, very, very early on from a Jordan Pickford wild challenge. He did not get a card. He didn't get, Liverpool did not get the penalty. But what I want to ask you guys is, what do you think it should have been? A yellow card or a red card for Jordan Pickford? Uh, we're going to go with uh, Sam. Um, I, I think I think in the laws of the game, I think I think it has to be a red card, even though he's offside. But to tackle someone like that, even if you don't mean it, is disgraceful. It's a lot. It's in career threatening, and obviously it's put him out for about a year. So it's got to be a red card. Okay, Sam, with his uh, verdict there of a red card, 
uh, Gary, will you challenge that, or will you be in an agreement with Sam that Jordan Pickford should have been sent off? For so the I watched this game obviously at the time, and I think it was a complete red card. Okay, okay, complete red card. I, I I do agree with you guys. I think that is a red card. But the the major thing here is is that Virgil Van Dijk was in an offside position yet. Jordan Pifford did not get the red card. Do you think that was possibly the reasoning for this? This goes to to either of you. Do you think there's them incidences that gives you a career threatening injury, like Sam said, should change the outcome that he possibly should have been sent off because it was a wild challenge and it was definitely, um, you know, a massive injury and a massive blow for Liverpool. Uh, um, this one. Uh... I think I think yeah I think the referee the officials have looked at it because it's not because it's clear class offside as being a foul they've not like they've watched to the foul mate potentially to the offside like maybe they've not watched further but I think that's what VAR is for he's got to show you the decisions and I think if I don't think anyone went to have a look I could be wrong here but I don't think anyone had to look at the monitor I think I would agree with you yeah I don't I don't think they did I think if someone looks at the monitor then it's a red card. Okay. All right. So we have overruled the referee's decision with uh, that one. We'll see how many we overrule or how many we agree with. Next is another red card. This one was a little bit more recent. David Luiz against Wolves. This was the first of two red cards. We're not talking about the Leno one. That was that one was incredibly blatant. But this one sparked a bit of controversy, and uh, it was obviously David Luiz on William Jose for for Wolves. Straight red, and it was a very, very controversial one where he could have been the last man. Did he actually make contact with him? Let's go to Gary first. The outcome was a red card. Do you agree with that, or do you disagree? And it possibly should have been a yellow card or not even a card at all. What I looked at, obviously, when we were um, off the podcast and we talked about it, what I seen was he didn't touch him. So I think no card, play on. No card play on. That's uh, Gary. Jeffrey, Gary definitely um, demonstrating his ability to become a referee. Uh, Sam, are you in agreement with Gary, or do you at least think it was a yellow card? I don't. I don't think it was a card, but I. Th- I think it's a penalty because there's there's clearly contact as something, but obviously David is coming behind trying to defend the ball. But I don't think he can generally get out of the way. So that's why that's why I think it's penalty, but I don't think he should have been booked. Yellow, perhaps at most, because it's double jeopardy. But I'm I'd go yellow card. Okay, so a yellow card, no decision. Uh, obviously, I'll have to break this uh, break this one. And to be fair, I agree with Sam. I agree with Sam. I do think it's a yellow card. The reason for that is because he was the last man. He was the last man and any sort of contact, any minimal amount of contact, the play is going to go down in the box. And personally, I don't think it was a red card. I think it was the most extreme thing there. I I agree with both of you, but I do think a yellow card should have been awarded at least because David Luiz was the last man. And he's an incredibly clumsy player as as well. So he needs to sort of get himself out of these situations. So we've, we've overruled the referee's decision once again. Um, a yellow card instead of a red card for uh, David Louise there. Now let's get to the most recent decision. A decision that's led to um, 
death threats being given to referee Mike Dean. We don't condone that. At the end of the day, they're doing their job, but we can talk about the decision. Thomas Suchek, red card against Fulham. Uh, an elbow against uh, Alexander Mitrovic. Gary's, we've spoke about this enough. You, you've had enough of me talking about this um, as well. well. We'll go to you first. What do you think about the incident and the fact that it took so long for the referee to make a decision and then give your verdict about what, what the card should have been I mean, in your ref opinion? kind of was thinking like, did he hit him or did he not? And obviously when he came over to look at the monitor, he must have seen that he hit him. To be truthfully honest, I think he didn't hit him. And Mitrovic has gone down deliberately. So Mitrovic should have been booked, uh, at least a yellow. And should have, obviously, or a warning and just saying, look, if you do that again, that'll be it. Um, but yeah, I don't think Sujek should have been sent off. But obviously, it has been overruled. I can confirm it has been overruled. Yes, it's been overruled, but I think it, it's a massive debate where if that system wasn't in place if West Ham didn't challenge it then you know it, it would have stuck it would have stuck as a red card but of course we can respect that the FA have probably done similar things to what we're doing and, and talking about it and looking at it again Sam give us your verdict how do you feel about this I, 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 I'm, I'm with Gary I don't think it was a red card at all um, the, the thing is I don't think the TV cameras picked it up but Mitrovic was actually telling the referee that it wasn't a red like it wasn't a red card I don't think he meant it Okay. So that's, uh, uh, come. But do you think do you think it was a yellow card? No, I just I think he's generally just trying to get his elbow around because obviously Mitrovic is like grappling onto him. I think he's generally just trying to get his arm up and over uh, Mitrovic to get free of his like wriggle free of him. I think I think in some aspect the referees there's, there was no need to give the red card. It's almost as if he wants to give the red card, and that's where I think the problem with the referee was. Okay, yeah, most definitely. Um, so, is the outcome, uh, Gary? Just a one-word answer. Do you think the outcome should have just been a simple yellow no. card? No, you don't think it should have been a card. No. Okay, Ga- Gary, not thinking that any card should have been given for that. So, no, I, I, I'm in agreement. I don't think that anyone should have been booked. Okay, okay, well, uh, that is our agreement. So we have once again, for the third time, overruled them. Let's see if we can get five out of five. And we go with uh, Rodri's goal against Aston Villa. This was the start of a big debate in terms of referees, probably, you know, implying that referees are the villains in, in, in football. And this one's definitely very, very interesting. It's a goal scoring. Um, opportunity. He was in an offside position. I want to kick this one off saying that it absolutely shouldn't have counted because Rodri did come from an offside position. He came back onside but before the ball was played. So he was offside and I don't understand why that was that was given. I completely understand Aston Villa's um, annoyance with that. So if, it's, if it was down to me on the day and or I was at the ref or the VAR official, I personally think that that should have been a, a no goal. Sam, what's your verdict? I, I think it should have been no goal as well. I don't think the defender has any idea that he's coming. So he tries to take a touch, but in the rules of the game, it's onside. But I don't think it should have been. Okay, and offside. And, and, and Gary, do you, do you concur with us or do you think that uh, Man City should have uh, had the goal? Up. No problems. 
Agree. Okay, so we have uh, once again uh, overruled the referee. And the final incident is again another goal, another goal scoring opportunity. That one uh, comes from Manchester United, Paul Pogba, especially against West Ham. The ball went out. It looked like he was actually aiming for David Moyes in the technical area. It actually came back on inside of the pitch and it led to a Paul Pogba wonder strike that kicked off a uh, Manchester United comeback against West Ham. Gary, you've been incredibly angry with this uh, goal ever since it happened. So no surprises here. What you think the decision should have been? Should it have no been goal, a goal or a no goal? Um, obviously, I have seen evidence where it clearly shows the ball was out and it was heading towards, obviously, technical area. So at the end of the day, no goal, but... What can we do? I think it, it was definitely look. It definitely looked like it. It didn't go out, and it and it should, the goal should have stood. But I was watching match of the day afterwards, and they actually just simply just put a line where the the box, um, the outside of the pitch was, and then that was it. That that honestly, that's all they did. Just a line, and the ball clearly showed the ball out. So. That, that definitely should have been a goal. But I find that interesting that they can't provoke goals, but they can provoke uh, yellow and red cards. Sam, let's get your view on that. Interview. I think it's clear as clear as day that it went out. And I'm quite bewildered that the officials didn't recognise it. Yeah, and also I think that they didn't use VAR in that way because they use VAR as an offside, but shouldn't they possibly done that? They've got the technology. They did it on match of the day. So, yeah. So we, uh, I think the outcome is uh, unanimous. That one doesn't stand. So five instances, I can definitely confirm you guys that there will be more. So we can do this once again. But for this time, five incidences, five rule, five rulings. We have overruled every single decision. So what a nice agreement. We're all uh, happy and good friends. So let's get into the quizzes and two individual quizzes for you, gentlemen. Uh, we will, the winner of this will get a little bit of a, a little bit of a prize not not a big prize you're not winning money but a little prize uh, as well so uh, sam you are the returning member i've not mentioned that enough so would you like to go first or second with your uh, club based uh, i'll quiz? go second you're going to go second so gary you are going to be somebody that we you are going to be the player that we go first and this is one is called match the stat so you which matched the stat to the correct West Ham player from the 2020 to 21 season so far. This is as of 1st of January 2020. So I apologise to any to anybody and everybody as a West Ham fan. We can't get the um, stats before that. So there'll be there'll be loads of players. All you have to do is you have to guess 20 players. So you have 20 questions, eight minute timer. Um, so this will last you uh, eight minutes. Sam, there's no time limit on yours, but we will uh, speed it up because we all have we all have homes to go to. I I was trying to be funny there. We are all in our homes at a very bad time. So Gary, are you ready to play your quiz? Yeah, go on that? then. Okay, here we go. Your eight minutes start now. With four goals, which West Ham player is the side's top scorer Antonio. in the Premier League? That is the incorrect answer. We, and with four Premier League assists, which iron tops that tally? 
Owen. That is incorrect. Who scored the Iron's latest goal in the 94th minute? Okay, just give me a minute. Something was uh, playing up in this uh, in this quiz. I do apologise. That was the correct answer. Only two Irons have scored from outside the area this season. Manuel Lanzini and what other player? Oh, God. It's not Declan Rice. You can pass if you want. Uh, yeah, I'll pass. Okay, that's fine. Topping the interceptions chart with an average 2.1 per game is, of course, who? That's the correct answer. Which West Ham player averages three successful tackles per match? Cresswell? You're going to go with Cresswell. Incorrect answer. Who's averaged a club's high 5.6 aerial duel win per game? Going with the man who has just provoked his yellow red card, and that is correct. Firing towards goal whenever they can with 2.6 shots per game played is who? <sighs> One, one, remember, one answer that you got incorrect could apply to the next statement. So remember who you've who you've uh, also said but Antonio was the wrong answer. In, that's the correct answer. Who recorded the Hammers' first Premier League assist of the season? Oh, Mark Noble. Incorrect answer. Assuming you've been correct so far, out of the remaining outfield players, who is the one to start all 14 games? All 14. Goalkeepers do not apply, of course. Is it Declan? Declan Rush, you've already said and had the oh, correct answer. Um, Kufal? Just over five minutes remaining. You're saying Kufal, that's the incorrect answer. Which academy graduate has made three appearances in the side so far this season? Oh. I'm going to have to pass that one. That's fine. Which West Ham player has averaged a team high 2.2 completed dribbles per oh. game? Pablo Fornells? <laughs> So in Pablo Fornells, and that is the incorrect answer. Uh, with an average of 5.1 clearances per game is... Ogbono. That's the incorrect answer. Which, which hammer has made 42 saves in his 14 games? Fabianski. Correct answer. Which West Ham player has featured six times as a substitute but is still to have his first start? I'm going to have to pass that one. That's fine. Which which West Ham player has the following record so far? Two assists, 1.6 shots per game, 0.6 key passes per game and 1.3 dribbles per game. Bowen. 
Incorrect answer. Which which hammer averages the most blocks with one point three per hammer. game? Incorrect answer. One hammer has a hundred percent pass success rate. Who is that? Hundred percent. That's a question. Um, four nails. You're saying four nails once again. Incorrect. Which West Ham player has made 117 passes in 179 Premier League minutes so far this season with an, with an impressive success rate of 86%? Mark Noble. That's the correct answer. And before Premier League exists, which iron tops that tally? We're going to go again with the questions that you uh, got, uh, which, which you passed. Uh, can you repeat the question again, please? With four Premier League assists, which iron tops that tally? Um, Cresswell? They're saying Cresswell. That's the correct answer. Only two irons have scored from outside the area this season. Lanzini and who else? Is it, I, can't, I can't say Rice, but that's the only one I can think of. You've got to think of another player or you can pass again. I'm going to have to pass again. Which academy graduate has made three appearances so far this Dean season? Dean, he, Dean sorry, who are you saying? Incorrect answer. Which West Ham player has featured six times as a substitute but is still to have his first start? There's only one more man I can think of, Benarama. That's an incorrect answer. And that is time. That is time. Uh, well done, Gary. You got seven. You got seven out of the 20 available. Uh, so you did very, very well. Still a very, very respectable score. Okay, Sam, I have put on a time of eight minutes for you. Uh, you do as well have some questions, but yours are slightly different. Okay, so yours are just general uh, Leicester City quiz uh, questions. Are you are you ready, okay. your are you ready? Your eight ready. minutes start now. Jamie Vardy was signed in 2012 from which club? Uh, Fleetwood. Which of the following statements about Leicester City are false? They were founded in 1884. Many bookmakers dubbed Leicester City as the Unbelievables following their Premier League title win. They were a founding member of Football League. They hold a seven-second tier title, so six second divisions of one championship. Um, I'll go originally in the Football League. Your questions will be your and your score will be revealed at the end. Which of the following players is not considered as a product of Leicester City's academy? Is it Anilski, oh, Wes Morgan, or Ben Chilwell? Uh, Wes Morgan. Leicester City recorded a nine-nil victory on the twenty-fifth of October, twenty nineteen, against which side? Uh, Southampton. Which player would the 2018-19 player of the season and players player of the season? Ricardo Pereira, James Hardy, James Madison or Wes Morgan? Uh, Ricardo Pereira. 
Uh, how many times has Leicester won the FA Cup? Uh, zero. What national team does Sionchu represent? Is it Turkey, Greece, Romania or Russia? Uh, Turkey. Which of the following coaches has never become a manager of Leicester City? Is it Sam Anadice, Martin O'Neill, Rob Kelly or Ian Holloway? Uh, Sam Allardyce. Current manager of West Bromwich Albion. What was the name of the Leicester City owner who sadly passed away? Uh, Vichai. Vichai yeah, we can, I do accept the, the first name. What is Leicester City's current league position in the 2019-20 Premier League season at the end? Do you say for this season? No, what was the final Leicester City uh, league position oh. in last season's table? Oh, sis. Who is Leicester's all-time and all-competitions leading top scorer? Is, is it Jamie uh, Vardy, Gary Lineker, Derry Hines or Arthur Chandler? Arthur Chandler. <laughs> Okay, just give me a minute. Which player would PFA Team of the Year, Players Player of the Year and Player of the Year for the 2015-16 season? Is it Vardy, Mares, Kante or Drinkwater? Uh, Mares. In which year did Leicester City win the Community Shield? Is it 2016, 2015, 1971 or 1977? Uh, 1971. King Power Stadium was formerly known as what? Is it Filbert Way Park, Foss Road, Fox's Stadium or Walker Stadium? Walker Stadium. Obviously in relation to a good old packet of ready salted crisps. And what, your current manager used to manage which Scottish club in twenty from the years of 2016 to 19? Is it Rangers, Celtic, Dundee United or Hibernian? Uh, Celtic. Okay. You did you did very, very well there. You did it with four minutes left to spare. Gary got seven. And you got fourteen. Smash smashed it, Sam. Incredible. Congratulations to you. Uh some fantastic fantastic Thank ones here. Just wanted to let you know that the ones you got uh the one that you got wrong was Leicester City's um current player in the 2018 uh, the PFA team of the year players player and um, player of the year was actually Kante was it Mares? I'm sure oh. it was it was between yeah. them two. obviously I thought it was Mares obviously well. yes but you but you have one you have one congratulations um, I don't talk about it enough but I actually walked out for Kante just saying um, don't, don't say it enough uh, but Sam you have one congratulations uh, you do get a reward, but I've actually upped it to two rewards because I've just remembered what our new segment is. This one is called Star Men. So you can pick any Premier League player that you think will get a team of the week in this week's FIFA team of the week. So we will call them a star man and you get the pick of every single person. Gary, you cannot pick the same player that Sam has mentioned. So Sam, who do you think is going to get be getting a team of the week in this week's FIFA out of everybody in the Premier League? I'm good. 
I'm still between two here. I'm going to go with Alan St. Max. Alan St. Max, man. Okay. And uh, your reasoning for that, if you could? Uh, you got two assists versus uh, in a 3-2 win with, with nine men against It's a massive, massive win for Newcastle. A big shocker as well. Uh, Gary, you lost a quiz. And... Um, so you get to go last. I'll make my selection before you. And I'm going to go with Phil Foden. Incredible goal against Liverpool. Uh, definitely controlled the game. It was between him and Gundogan. Gundogan scoring two goals um, as well. Uh, but I do think Foden deserves it. And he could be a very, very useful guard in FIFA. So Gary, it's going to be just you get a to guard after his day, On his debut, scoring two goals against Aston Villa. It's just got to be him. Okay, absolutely fantastic. And uh, Sam, I mentioned that you have two rewards. I have two. Re- you have two rewards because you get to do something to Gary's Snapchat. So you must tell Gary right now what you would like for uh, Gary to be putting on his Snapchat. It has to be football related, and uh, re- refrain from any uh, controversial or um, strong language um, to put on the page, please. Oh, I think it's going to be something to do with Chelsea. Okay. Because I have a few ideas if you would like like to get my input as the host. Go on then. What, what I'm thinking, thinking about Gary? a certain player that Gary holds very, very close to his heart. So I'm going to say that, De- yes, you're thinking exactly. So I'm thinking in your relation with Chelsea, you're thinking of Chelsea. I'm going to say that Gary must put on his Snapchat that he can't wait for Declan Rice to move to Chelsea. I, I, was, I was thinking somewhere, I was going to say like, put down to put on a story, Declan Rice is overrated. Okay, so very, very different for you, but of course it is your decision, you get to make the decision. Uh, do you know what, Gary, I'll be nice to you, I'll, I want you to put your story, Wilfred and right. is better than Declan Rice. So I'm completely and utterly changing it. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So, Gary, do you accept um, the challenge or will you put it on um, right now I'll while we're recording this, please? Make the recording. But I will, I will put it on the Instagram, on the Instagram page. Okay. Okay, well, Sam, is that what an incredible sport. What an incredible sport. That will be over on the True Fans Podcast new Instagram account. So, if that's not gave you a enough incentive to go over that and follow it uh, you can obviously now have to see uh, Gary taking his punishment Sam a 100% uh, record for the True Fans podcast quizzes definitely really enjoying uh, seeing Gary do a lot of the uh, forfeits uh, Gary might have to think of a quiz regarding me versus you next week uh, and that being said, that is it for the True Fans Podcast for this week. Thank you very, very much to my guest, Gary Besser, one incredible sport, and the returning Sam Cattell. I know that all of our viewers are very, very happy to see you back. Uh, Gary, we'll give you a little reward as you get to finish this True Fans Podcast. I'm guessing no, you're happy about well, that. <laughs> I'll have to do it anyway. Um, yeah, thank you very much for listening, guys. Um, go and follow the new Instagram page. It's True Fans Podcast, all one word. And yeah. See you in a bit.